You are listening to Prayer Closet, Anxiety Dismissed, a sermon by Pastor Bayal. Good morning, church. Today we are focusing on prayer. Uh, for those of you who are just joining in, last week we had a prayer service. Um, this is a little micro-series called The Prayer Closet. Well, last week there wasn't a sermon. So for those of you who weren't actually here uh, in the seats in, in the house of worship with us, you did not get to experience that. And I'm sorry for that for those of you that could not enter into that with us. Uh, but this week we find ourselves kind of unpacking some of that which we went over last week. We are looking at prayer. Uh, last week, we entered into prayer with one another. Um, and for those of you who were here, it may have been slightly awkward for some of you, where others may have felt right at home in the deep tradition of prayers, both ancient and modern, that we lifted up last week. Um, now, someone asked me about the service, and, and what they asked, it, ec- it echoed a big question, which is on the minds for many Christians, which is, how do I pray? And so last week, instead of talking about prayer, we decided to just be led into prayer. We were immersed in prayer. This week, we're going to unpack some of that. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphone to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, in which we see, Dismiss all anxiety from your minds. Present your needs to God in every form of prayer and in petitions full of gratitude. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Anxiety. I have to tell you, I have witnessed so much anxiety over the last few months. It isn't even funny. Friends at war with one another. Families dividing, feuding with one another. Lovers calling it quits. Employees getting into heated arguments on the sales floor. All of this stemming from this word, anxiety. This anxiety of who would be elected president of the United States of America. Have you experienced any anxiety over this topic in your life? Now, I don't need to know who you voted for. I don't need to know if your candidate is the new commander-in-chief or not. Because one thing I noticed throughout this entire election is that whoever was finally named as our new leader, anxiety wasn't necessarily going to go away just because the election was over with. For either candidate, there were still questions surrounding each of them. There was still a level of anxiety surrounding where our country is headed under our new leader. And let me tell you something. This isn't the first time that America has been anxious about who will be running our country, about who will subsequently be seated in positions of influence and power for the next 30 years. Anyone hear me? This isn't the first time. This anxiety has happened before. The reason this anxiety sets in is because this is a big deal. This is one of those, this affects our children, our children's children, kind of big deal. And we tend to get anxious when we think about things that matter. When there are questions surrounding things that matter to us, that affect not only us, but those that we love and care for. We tend to do this. This is a human response. It is normal. We tend to get anxious, don't we? Our scripture today reminds us that this is normal, that we get anxious from time to time. It says, dismiss all anxiety from your minds. It wouldn't say that if we didn't get anxious. Dismiss all anxiety from your minds. Present your needs to God in every form of prayer and in petitions full of gratitude. 
Dismiss all anxiety. Yeah, you'll get anxious sometimes. Dismiss that. Dismiss. I love that word. I, I kind of see a hand coming up and waving back and forth. It's, it's saying, off with you. Get away from me. Get out of my sight. This isn't worth my time. Go. Dismiss brings that image to mind for me. Go bother someone else. Dismiss. Dismiss all anxiety from your minds. We're talking about prayer today. Now, I don't know where you rank on the prayer chart. Are you an expert prayer? Um, are you an intermediate prayer? -er? <laughs> a novice? I don't know where you are on this chart because there is no chart, for one thing. There's no right way or wrong way to pray. It's more of a question of do you pray? How often do you pray? Because we're talking about prayer today. And I've heard it said, and I just repeated it out loud a second ago, there's no right or wrong way to pray as long as you pray. I've heard this. I've believed this my whole life almost. But I have to tell you, I'm a little bit challenged by today's scripture because right out of the gate, it says to us, dismiss all anxiety from your minds. So while there's no right or wrong way to pray, apparently there are certain things that we should leave off the table outside the doors of our prayer closet. Or at least there's one thing that has no place in our prayer closet. Anxiety. And we are anxious at times, aren't we? Tell me this election didn't have you experiencing anxious thoughts. Not even one. If that's true, good for you. Most of us are anxious at times when there's a big deal taking place right in front of us and we don't know how it is going to end up. That's why we get anxious. If we get down to brass tacks, it's because we don't know how it's going to end up. I think this very point is why we are instructed to dismiss all anxiety from our minds, to present our needs to God in every form of prayer and in petitions full of gratitude. We are to dismiss anxiety because as Christians, we are to rest secure in the provision of our God. If we can say aloud, God is good, all the time, all the time, God is good, but we are anxious, then we are not fully trusting in God's provision. We are doubting the goodness of God, and we are picking up anxiety. When we enter into our prayer closets, let us, before getting down to business, before hitting a list of prayers that are on our hearts and our minds, let us first and foremost dismiss anxiety. It doesn't belong in our prayer closet. Mark eleven twenty four tells us, I give you my word. If you are ready to believe that you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer, it shall be done for you. I love that because it rhymes. If you, if you are ready to believe that you will receive... Whatever you ask for in prayer, you cannot be anxious. They are oil and water. If you can't dismiss anxiety, let that be your very first prayer. Lord, take away this anxiety. Free me from this anxious weight that I bear. I think this is why the Lord's Prayer, um, you know, in, in that famous prayer, we start out by stating who God is. We say, hallowed be thy name. God is holy. God is wholly different from what we see in this world. God is good all the time. 
and you see our anxiety. We can dismiss it even easier when we focus on how God is at work in the world. Amen? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we're in this stewardship campaign right now at our church. It's called Lead Us To. And we're praying that God will lead us to do what he would have us to do in our community, in our ministry. And stewardship is not just about money. So many people, they stop right there. They, they get red in the face. They say, stewardship, here we go again, Martha. The church is after more money. Let's go. Stewardship is not just about money. It's closer to a heart of prayer than you may ever realize. I mean, when we talk about stewardship in the life of the church, we are talking about time, talents, and treasure. Not just treasure. Our time. We are giving of ourselves freely. You know, to help out in the in the kitchen when we have community meals, to, to help out with VBS, or to, to read to kids after school with that reading program that we offer, to come around those that are experiencing loss in our grief share, to help one another battle an addiction in our smoker cessation group that meets every Thursday. We, we give of our time. That is stewardship. We also give of our talents. You know, I play music, I sing, I paint, whatever it is. I'm going to take these gifts that God has given and I'm going to use them in worship. I'm going to use them to lead others in worship of the God who gives every good gift. I'm good with numbers. You know what? I think I'm going to call, I think I'm going to call Skip over there and I'm going to say, hey, I heard y'all were looking for a treasurer at the church. I think God has gifted me for such a time as this, for such a need as this. Maybe you're good with kids. Hey, I'm going to call Pastor Bay this week and talk about starting up a youth ministry here at our church. Because perhaps God has gifted me with my ability to connect with young people for a time such as this, for a need such as this. That's stewardship. Stewardship is not just treasure. When we start to see that our stewardship is Everything God gives us, you know, it involves our time, our talents, and our treasure. That viewpoint makes giving financially look like a walk in the park. Anyone can put some money in the offering plate. But we're asked to give ourselves. Ourselves. We're asked to give ourselves in worship. Let us become a living sacrifice. We give all that we have to see God's work being done in as many ways as possible, reaching as many people as possible. That is stewardship, my friend. That is why when I I say that, you know, I'm talking about stewardship, I'm saying that it's very close to a heart of prayer. Because if we're honest, we could probably admit we most likely tend to think stewardship is about treasure because that's what makes us anxious. Many of us are anxious about our finances. I want to give to the church, I do, but if I do, then I can't afford. We get anxious. I get that. If you can't afford to give more, give what you can. Give what you can. But ask yourself, you know, am I also giving of my time? Am I giving of my talent and my treasure? If you're wealthy, you can give out of your abundance. Your your giving should be proportionate to your means. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, you may not have abundance, but your giving should be proportionate to your means. 
You shouldn't have to take out a second mortgage on your house to be able to tithe to the church. That's not the purpose of stewardship. Stewardship is entering into what God is doing with what God has already given. I'm going to say that again if you want to write it down. Entering into what God is doing with what God has already given. Time, talents, treasure. The question is, are you giving accordingly? And if not, is it because you're anxious? Because our scripture today reminds us we don't need anxiety. And I think it's safe to say that we don't need it. Let's focus on God at work in our midst. Look at what God is doing in the world around us, in our community, right in our back door. This prayerful approach helps us to dismiss all anxiety from our minds to present our needs to God in every form of prayer and in petitions full of gratitude. By dismissing our anxiety, we can now present our needs to God. Our needs. That, that brings that big question. What do we need So often, our wants superimpose an image of necessity on top of our deepest desires. We think we need things that we don't. I'm guilty of this. I like guitars. I see a new guitar, and I think I need it. I don't need it. I want it so bad that I tell myself I need it. And that's good enough for me. You see, we tend to rationalize our desires. We tell ourselves rational lies. This makes sense. This one sounds different. I need this guitar. No, I don't need it. I just want it bad enough that I'm willing to lie to myself to get it. When we come together in prayer, we are to present our needs to God. We are coming before our God who provides. Tell me, in the presence of the one who provides, what do you need? I'm going to be honest. Based off of my track record with purchasing guitars, I don't always know what I need. So oftentimes, in prayer, I simply yield to God on this one. Right out of the gate, I say, God, give me this day my daily bread. That sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. My daily bread. You know, the basic things in life. Not the T-bone steak. The bread. I trust that to God. I say, God, see to my needs. In the next part of the Lord's Prayer, it leads us into petitions full of gratitude. It really does. You know, forgive us our trespasses. We've trespassed quite a bit. God's forgiven us. He's continuing to forgive us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For, oh, I love that word, for. It's like we don't have to be burdened with those trespasses, those temptations, that evil anymore. Why don't we need to be burdened anymore? For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That's petitions full of gratitude what he's done, what he's doing, what he's allowing us to do. We are grateful for that. A friend of mine once told me that if we are to enter into prayer, um, giving thanks for everything that we have already received from God, we wouldn't have much of a voice left for asking for anything else. (laughs) We'd really see through prayer that God has already given it. 
God has already provided for us before, so surely God will continue to provide for us. Our anxiety fades. Our wants fall away in gratitude. In gratitude, we give thanks. What else do we have to ask for that God hasn't given, that God won't provide? What else do we need that God doesn't provide? In prayer, let's be grateful. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up just around the corner. You probably already got the turkey. You're you're planning your menu, you know, stuffing, cornbread, noodles, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce. You're planning on who will be there, the in-laws, the children, the grandchildren, uh, crazy uncle Carl's plus one, you know. Sometimes we get so busy with the preparation and all the stuff that we forget to just give thanks, to be grateful. And that's what Thanksgiving's kind of about, right? A time for family to be together. A time where there are so many options on the table. Even if you're a picky eater, you don't have to go away hungry. You have something to be grateful for, to be thankful for. Every provision has been been met. The banquet is laid out before you. There's more than you could ever hope to eat by yourself. You don't mind passing the potatoes. There's plenty to go around. Give thanks. If that's you, and that's the way I grew up, plenty for all, plenty to go around, that's abundance. It's not provision, that's abundance. And we get it confused sometimes. Be mindful. There are people that don't have that banquet. There are people that don't have that banquet. There are people that are all alone. They don't have family to spend Thanksgiving with. They're by themselves, looking for a reason to give thanks. But even for those who acknowledge God as Lord, Jesus Christ as Lord, they have plenty to give thanks for. You won't hear them complain. They have God. They have salvation. They have relationship. They are not alone. You see, it's not about the stuff. It's not about the stuffing, the turkey. Thanksgiving is about being able to give thanks in all circumstances. God is providing our needs. Our needs are being met in ways that we never even think of saying thank you for. In our country, you ever wonder how strange it is? You can go into your kitchen and turn this little knob in this room and you have water come out of a pipe. That's weird. Not everyone has this in the world. I wonder what has to take place for that water to come out. (laughs) Or the way that you can just go to the supermarket and about... uh, 15, 20 minutes, uh, you know, you can have any kind of food you could want. You don't have to go to China. You can have Chinese food, 15 minutes. Uh, You don't have to have a cook, a chef to cook it for you. Just pop it in your microwave. Five minutes later, you got it. That's weird. Not everyone has that in the world. We take so much for granted. Let's remember. Let's give thanks. This is what we get to do in prayer. Every time we pray, we don't have to wait for Thanksgiving. Every time we enter into pray. Yeah, God's there to hear us when we call out, when we cry out, when we reach out. But God also wants to hear us just say thanks from time to time. God doesn't need to hear it. God doesn't have some ego that needs stroked. But it is good for us to give thanks. When we give thanks, it helps dismiss our anxiety It helps to erase our wants, if you're taking notes. 
you know, we are brought face to face with the provision of God in our lives. And in light of that provision, our anxieties can finally fall away. They have no place here, not in our prayer closet. We find peace. This is what Paul meant when he instructed us to pray without ceasing. Paul also said, give thanks in all circumstances. Because anxiety has no place in the lives of those transformed by Christ. We don't need it. Dismiss it. Don't be anxious about anything. But in all things, give thanks. In prayer, we don't so much as encounter God as God encounters us. Give thanks for that encounter. Give thanks with excitement. Enter into prayer. Each time you do, give thanks, knowing that God is there with you, communicating with you, providing for you, loving you. God is the giver of every good gift. We have been given to so that we can give to others. This is exciting stuff. Give thanks. We can give to others so that they may see uh, God uh, in their lives, so that we may see God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven, to see God's kingdom come, not our own. No matter who the president is, God is our provider. God has given us all that we have. We are stewards over that which God gives. Time, talent, treasure, and how we use those gifts matters. I pray that we pray, each and every one of us, as Jesus taught us to pray. With the confidence of children, here's a very old prayer that Jesus Christ taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Dismiss anxiety. Present your needs to God in prayer, and in all things, all things, may you give thanks.